0: God is good. Psalm 107 says, and his mercy endures forever. You know, they won't battles by just that. God is good and his mercy endures forever. Go read it and see. Praise the Lord. You are blessed. This mo- this afternoon, we take our text from Proverbs 2, 6 verse 2. Proverbs 6 verse 2 and I share this message on the prayer line this morning, but in a different dimension. God gave me another one with the same scripture. And this word was inspired by something that took place between me and my husband on Sunday. As a minister of of God, preaching to people, think the experts, you think that you have the faith and you have it all. And you know, when the time comes, when you are tested, you know, you will not falter. But I found that it's not so. No one is strong enough. That's what the Bible says that we should take heed. He that thinks is standard. You understand? It is by grace that we stand. It's not by might. It's not by power. It is by his spirit. So something happened, you know, something bothered me. And I had agreed, me and my sister, that I won't talk about it until... You know, I see the manifestation of what I'm expecting, Then I'll share with him But As we're talking, and Jason, we're not fighting. It's not about our marriage, not about anything. It's just something that I expect him to do, and he has not done, and I'm not seeing, hearing him say anything about it. And I've got, I've got anxious and worried. I'm, I'm like, honey, can I ask you a question? He said, go ahead. And I asked him that question. I'm not going to tell him. And he was like woman oh, of God. I'm disappointed. And it felt like water poured on my, on my body, because he caused me prophetess. caused me woman of God, mother in Israel, and all this. And then the flesh came in and acted, unknown to me. Just like when David was moved to count they, they, his army, and they, 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 they God dealt them a, a bitter uh, punishment. But in my case, God immediately dropped a word in my spirit I have read and overlooked. But that is why the Bible says you should read the word, you know, study to show yourself approved. The, your word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against. Because when that time comes, the Holy Spirit pulls it out. If you don't have it, he cannot pull it. And then he pulled it out and just reminded me immediately. And that was in Proverbs 6 verse 2. Says you are snared with the words of your mouth, you are taken with the words of your mouth. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. the words of my mouth, and that happens not. I've heard other ministers also say certain things and in situations. I'm like, Ah, uh-uh. so you're going to preach to me, I should be receiving encouragement and building my faith from you, you know. And then here was I, and the Holy Spirit, I just love him, and then he dropped that. I'm like, Wow, and I was humbled. And then my husband saw my countenance and he felt that, is this something he said? I'm sorry, Lord, I said, no, it's not you. Something happened, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. And it humbled me. And I was, I've been saying Sunday very humble and so sober, just meditating on this. And as I pray for what to share this, on my prayer line this morning and here, the Lord just kept reminding me that my, my children have to move forward. This is what is happening to us, despite our prayers and fasting. We stand and preach and sing and do whatever. But when the storm comes, we take our eyes off who is Jesus, who is in the boat of our lives. And then we are talking the storm. We're not talking what Christ can do. So he said to share. So I say that your words reveal what we truly believe, Jesus said. and At that point, I did not reveal what I believe Jesus said. And I'm sure Most of you have been through some one thing and other is the same thing. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And the Bible says in Matthew 12:34 and 37 that by the words thou shalt be justified. By the words that you speak, you can be justified by God, and by the words. That you speak again, you can be condemned. And that, we have to be careful what we say in our situations. Say over people, say to us, say to children, to your husband, to circumstance. Because every word you speak is either under justification or under condemnation. And how can we move forward? These words can trap you. And we don't want to be trapped. It is a situation of... Of poverty and you're looking and speaking, the poverty you be trapped in it, you can't move out of it. So, when you come to that situation, what do you do? You're like, you remember what the word of God says. He says, What that he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as what but your soul cannot prosper if you don't know the word. It's a word that is prospering your soul and it transcends physically. Okay, the physical one cannot be. That's why you see all these people when they go make money, become millionaires, most they still commit suicide because something is missing.
1: Yeah.
0: But we have him already, and this is the addition. So don't speak what your feelings are saying. Speak what the word of God says. We are not moved by sight, we are moved by faith and by the word of God. So <laughs> I said again, that is why it is so important to say what God has said. Do this not so others can hear you, not because you want others to hear you, but so your soul will receive instructions from the world that you have read or put in your heart and you have believed what to do. Agree with the word of God, because the Bible says, can two work together except they agree. Are you speaking defeat? You are agreeing with the enemy that you are defeated. But are you speaking that you are an overcomer according to the word of God in Revelation 12 11, That by the blood of the Lamb we have overcome and by the word of our testimony are you agreeing with what the second son is saying or by what the word of God is saying? Do not agree with the symptoms of your body. Do not agree with the situations in your life. Do not agree and do not base your fear on thinking and talking of what you're hearing all this say, be careful who you share your situation with it's either they bring you up or pull you down with your lack of faith with your unbelief so you have to be careful praise the Lord Hallelujah. do not allow the enemy to back you at the corner now when you're back at the corner is when he can Use your words because you're using your words to curse yourself. Don't allow him. Don't give in. Don't allow him to trap you in situations God has no plans for. His plans are good. They're not for evil. Praise the Lord. So always look at it. God's plans are good for me. This is not what God says. But guess what? Everything that God says, as long as you love God, He says, it will all work out for your good. It will all work out for your good. And it's the word of God. The word of God is tested, is proven. It's true. The word is Jesus. Has He failed? He has not failed. He gave His life for you. If God did not withhold His Son, what will He withhold from you? Believe that it's just stimulate your belief system. I guess, or odd, sometimes you may look stupid and foolish to people. It's okay because if you're not foolish to the world, then God will not use it to confound them that are wise. Yes. Right? Yes. Look foolish to them, it's okay. Sometimes I look very stupid, but I'm, I'm fine, I come out triumphantly, and they look at me and they wonder. Sometimes my bishop told me one day, "Someone looking at your appearance will never know when you're going through something, because it's the grace of God. Yeah. Trust Him, believe Him. I'm not saying there won't come times when you will be the thing will come and will shake you, but before you say something like I did that the Holy Spirit was grieved, think first, because as you think in your heart, that is what you will be. You cannot go beyond what you think in your heart." And it's what you, you think that you, 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 you speak. Yes, God created the world by His words. And we are His. He created us in that image. So we have the power to create or to pull down our destinies, our marriages, our children's lives, our jobs, our business. Some will say, this pack is killing me. How? You have already condemned yourself to it. So it will kill you. What are you expecting? You have built it. You have called it to existence. Oh, this poor child. I don't like anybody calling my children poor child. Because when you do that, I correct it immediately. I don't want it. Because the words have created something. And I reject it. I always reject it. Don't be politically correct. I don't care who it is. When you call, I say he's not poor. Say it. Because unless somebody creates his destiny, or destroy it, or truncate it, or yours. Amen. Amen. And there are different kinds of tongues. There are different kinds of tongues. One of which is the cursing tongue. Cursing tongue affects us. You think, my mother would always tell me when she was alive, when growing up, Say, baby, be careful, because that's what she used to call baby. I'm the first child, so I'm always being baby to her. Even when I, he be, she became a great-grandmother, she still calls me baby. She said, when you take ashes and pour at somebody, bulk of it is coming to you. And I, sometimes I forget, and I say things. Then when I go back to my closet, I say, oh, man, I know this will affect me, too, because I've spoken it, and it's in the air around me. So you'll be particular with you, whether we like it or not. The cursing tongue. We speak negative words about ourselves sometimes or about others knowingly or unknowingly. Proverbs 15, verse 4 says, A waltzome tongue is a tree of life, but the, perverse, the perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Breaks the spirit. The perverseness in it, the cursing in it, breaks the spirit of the person of the hearer, whether they're here or not, you have sent it out to go and meet them but that is not the ministry God has called us he has called us the ministry of what? reconciliation, you don't need a title to be a reconciliator as long as you're born again Christian, that's the first ministry God has given you so we should reconcile more than we tear down and as long as somebody is alive, it is not our decision to judge, God does not reason like we do if God reasons like that, tell me why Solomon will become the king. Tell me how Beersheba was married. If you trust me in you, will Solomon be king? Because he's God. In our own senses, we have condemned you. Of course he did wrong. He got the punishment. How did Solomon become the king? So don't ever look at somebody and say it's finished. Never. It's only God that has the power to say it is finished. We don't. We don't know the heart. We don't. And we are called to pray and bring them in, not to push them out. Christ died for that person. And if we believe in this Jesus Christ, we should pray them in and not cast them out. You cannot make it true if you do that. Praise the Lord. And I'm learning, talking to myself too. You know, you talk to yourself and you pray, I'm like, Oh God, me, I missed it many times. Help me. Praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: So these words that come out of our mouth go into the ears of all others and it destroys them it destroys them they drop down in their soul where they bring us life or death or peace or sorrow depending on words you have spoken if you speak negative know that he's bringing death to that situation than it. if you speak life positive you are giving life to it. Praise the Lord. Cause wars can tear down. Cause wars can discourage. Cause words can destroy. Leading to death. James 3, 2 and 6, we are told that a perfect man has control of his tongue. A perfect man has control of his tongue. Praise the Lord. Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. We can literally increase our joy by speaking the right words. We can. We can also upset ourselves by talking unnecessarily about our problems, about our insecurities, or things that have hurt us in relationships, friends, family, marriage, husband, wife, children. Let us have control of our tongue. Praise the Lord. Wars are spiritual. Proverbs 12 14 tells us that we shall be satisfied with gold by the fruit of our mouths. Let me round up shortly. The other one is the obscene tongue. You find it amongst the Christians also, unfortunately. And obscene tongue thrives in profanity. It does not do well for us. They are sexually suggestive. They are obscene. You, I don't want to use any of them. And when they make a joke or expression of it, it's disgusting. But some Christians still laugh, they smile, they are entertained by it. We are not to be entertained by obscene words. Because the one that alters the obscene speech is wrong, as well as the one that is entertained. You are not excused. You stop it there and then. I go to school and I sit with little little children. I don't know. I don't tell them who I am. But I'm sitting down with them. Believe me, we're talking. Sometimes they, they will say something. They will excuse my language, Miss Sandra. That is what lies should do. And I'm not lying. God is here. I don't tell you. Don't need to tell them who you are. By your fruits. Mm -hmm they know you. When you enter, they know there's something about you that only God is different. It's not the same. If we blend, then there's a problem. We should stand out. Throughout my school, my school two years now, i going. There's always, in every class, they pick me out. And they're careful what they say. It should be so. Don't entertain of saying words. Praise the Lord. There is a scolding tongue this tongue only criticizes. This tongue does not see anything good in anybody. No matter what you do, the tongue criticizes and withers and dries everything it comes across, including its owner. When you think you're drying up, you're drying up people that will help you. If they, been, they bear fruits, you will, be, you will eat from the fruits. You too, you're drying yourself now. You it will you affect you. i be careful. I told you two days, I've been so sober. Because I've been guilty But I thank the Lord for teaching me this I thank the Lord A right word spoken at the right time Can actually be life changing Let us remember Acts 17:28. When we open our mouths And we're talking, talking And scolding and criticizing And tearing down Remember that God says in Acts 17 That in, God, in Him we live in him we move and have our being. So if it's in him, and the world's glorify him. Is he honored? Is he worshipped? Is he adored? The hearer will the hearer say, Ah, God is exalted. Think about it. The flattering tongue is the act of giving excessive compliments. I hear it too many times. It's wrong. Excessive compliments. Flattery has self motivation. They have a motive for flattering you. They're not complimenting you. Compliment, compli- uh, 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 compliment. A compliment is a sincere acknowledgement of admiration. Sincere. And the benefactor is the person that is receiving. Why flattery is the person that is giving? We have to be careful because God says in His word in, in, in Psalm 12 2 to 3, I'm just paraphrasing, that. Yeah, he, The Lord will cut off. He will cut that tongue. Cut the flattering lips off. And Psalm 5, 8 to 7, that There is no truth in such a mouth. And their truth is open grave. Your truth is open grave. The other one says that you, the, the person flattering you are setting a net for you. Don't be deceived. Yeah. When you fall into that net, you don't know the truth about your situation. You don't know the truth about yourself. It's a net you fall in. it's a trap. So be careful with it flatterers. Then there's the last one, it is the scorching tongue. It's an instrument of affliction. Others have fallen prey of this, our scorching tongues, of flattery, of cursing, of um, obscenity. They have, and we also have been recipients of it, but today God is going to correct it. Amen. As you're hearing, that's what the Word of God does. It cleanses us. It's an instrument of affliction. And it feels like weeping or lashing when somebody is telling you, you can't make it. Look at you and call you, tell you certain hurtful things from the bottom of their heart. You can forget somebody who slapped you. But you cannot forget a word that is curging. You can't forget it. I've not forget forgeted of certain people. Even when I see them, I remember. And I'm asking for grace up to today. Help me to forget. Erase it from my mind. He careful. To yourself, to your children, to your husband, to people around you. We want to win them to Christ. The Bible says that, remember, it says that um, our tongue, that he who guards his tongue is kept out of trouble. When you guard your tongue, you're kept out of trouble. So at this point, I want us to just remember that. What David's prayer said, and meditate on that at all times. Psalm 19, verse 14, talks about the meditation. Let my meditation and my words be acceptable. Because it's what is in your heart that you speak out. Sometimes it's jokingly, but that passes your message. And this is hindering us Christians. We are trapped by these words that we speak, anyhow. And we are not moving forward just by fasting, some prayers, we're not seeing changes. Because our words, you fast, pray, 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 preach, pray, sing. When you finish the next thing, next minute, the word coming from you has countered what you have just done with the Lord. Let us be mindful. So Psalm 94 is a perfect and a big lesson for us that our words and thoughts in every walk of life can express the worship of God, can lift up people, build them up. Bring words of hope, of love, optimism, encouragement, truth, so that their lives be transformed as as well as ours. Praise the Lord. That is what the Lord spoke to me. So according to Psalm 19, verse 4, let's stand up and just pray over it. Let's ask the Lord. He is our rock, our Lord, our Redeemer. Ask that may the words before you take the communion, we're taking communion. You can't take communion with certain hearts. Praise the Lord. We ask that many words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing unto God from today. We ask the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus to cleanse our hearts from the hearts that make us talk all these words that are not that don't build. It's affecting us also. How can we move forward? So pray to your God and ask him, that your words from today will be pleasing to him. The meditation of your heart will be pleasing to him at work, at home, at church, at play, with friends, with family, in meetings, in solitude, in every situation, at all times. The word of God will be pleasing. Your word that you speak will be pleasing unto the Lord. The word of God be pleasing and work in this office by the grace of God. May we will not be found using any of those tongues. May our tongue bring in people to the fellowship. I have repented and repented and repented. May it, may, may it minister grace and bring healing to people. May they not leave empty and hot and pained. In the name of Jesus. Father, at work and at home, at church, at play, with friends and family, in meetings, when we have a meeting, in solitude, in every situation at all times, let my words, the meditation of my heart please you. Let it worship you, let it build people up and not tear down. Let it build my life, my destiny, my children's destiny, my marriage, my husband, my work, my finances, my neighborhood, my community. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today marks a new beginning take us forward that will not be trapped by our words because your word says that you will hide us. You will hide us. You will hide us. He says in, in Job 5-21 that thou shalt, thou shalt be healed from the scotch of the tongue. Neither shall thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. But our obedience has to be complete. We have to be in agreement with him for him to hide us from destruction. On the scorching tongues, that we will not be affected by them either in the mighty name of Jesus. Father we thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We shall now forward, moving forward, overcome by the words of our testimony. Our words should be in line with your word, in line with what you're saying, not what our feelings are saying, not what the situation is saying, not what the circumstance is saying. In the mighty name of Jesus. We build and not pull down. We create. We are your mini means. So we'll be like you. We have been made in your image and your likeness. Thank you, Father. Begin to build us up in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thank God as you're running up. He has heard you when we confess. He's faithful and just to forgive. He always gives us a new beginning. He's a God of second and third chances. Because he knows that we are mortal. Amen. Amen. Stretch forth your hands and just bless the communion. Speak what you want for this communion to do. The Bible says, I'll just paraphrase in first corinthians 11 25 to 30. the lord's supper is primarily designed to stimulate our hearts of remembrance of the person and the work of jesus christ not our pastor not any bishop but jesus he says do this in remembrance of me of jesus what he has done on the cross of Calvary." and this remembrance is commanded in this remembering there is also confession we are speaking about confession in partaking of the elements, we declare Christ gave his body and blood for each and every one of us. He died for us. That is what the profession of faith is all about. That is how our words should be centered, moving forward. We're sealing it with the Holy Communion. That we will not speak profanity. We not speak contrary to what the word of God is saying. We agree with him in the mighty name of Jesus. We walk with the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. He became flesh and came and dwelt with us. Let us not be like in those days when he came, the, 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 the Jewish did not know him. Even we are, we are not reading the Bible, that's why we are not knowing that he's dwelling with us. If you read, you know that he is the word, and we not take him lightly. To partake of the lost table in an unworthy manner means, just one of the meanings. Means callous disregard for others in the body of Christ. We disregard each other, we look down on each other. When the Bible says we should not, we are a body. We look down on other churches. My church is better than your church. Who tells you? That is what it's saying. It's the body of Christ. We look down a brother or sister. We are all the same in the eyes, the sight of God. So we must not disregard anybody in the mighty name of Jesus. But today we overcome but we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the enemy, and by the word of our testimony. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let us take the communion.
1: No, another friend. Like an holy Jesus.
0: No, not
1: one. No.
0: body in fellowship, remembering exactly what he has accomplished for you on the Christ of Calvary. Remember that if there's any sickness in your body, the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisements of our peace.